while the Ducks finish an uneven road trip and are coming back to rainy Southern California. Yeah, it's raining again. I'll talk about all that on this episode of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for well over a decade, and today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. We're going to get right into it just really quickly because... The Ducks finally finished their road trip to Canada and Buffalo, New York. And for me to say, to say this was an uneven road trip is a gross understatement. However, the Ducks did get a big win at the end of this road trip, which kind of leads into my big takeaway just really of the last game. Not so much the entirety of the road trip, but really the last game in general. And... My big takeaway has to do with Troy Terry. I make no qualms. Like, I do not hide the fact that I think Troy Terry is my favorite duck on the roster right now. Yes, I love Mason McTavish, too. I think he's had a tremendous season. Frank Vetrano obviously has been a solid player for the Ducks. He's the Ducks' all-star representative. But something about Troy Terry... And the way he has carried himself this season and the way that he has approached the game, I think is paramount to his overall success and the reason why I still I still think that he should be the future captain of the Anaheim Ducks. I mean, the last game, there were so many facets that I liked watching. And part of that is his forechecking. His forechecking by himself has been way better just in general, and particularly in that last game because it was that forecheck that directly led to a duck goal in the second period, something that I truly love watching. But I also have liked watching his progression over the last couple of seasons where he has had little moments here and there where he will pull a rookie aside or where he will talk to them, or something along those lines. And he'll make note of little things going on in play or on the bench and actually pull someone aside. That, to me, is captain behavior. And this is also me having, you know, severe eagle eyes on Troy Terry because he's my favorite duck. But also, it comes from the fact that he's been on a line with Leo Carlson for the majority of the season. And I did notice it when Leo Carlson got his hat trick, by the way. And I took note of this, where there were a couple of moments where Troy Terry would kind of tap Leo on the shoulder or he would pull him aside after a long shift or before a very important shift was coming up. And he would kind of not like pull him aside, but he'd get up to him. And you could tell there's a few words that he's saying to the young rookie and whatever he has said to Leo Carlson, it definitely worked on that game. And it did work for the first month of the season. I did a deep dive on Troy Terry about a month ago, talking about 
the first half of his season versus the second half of his season, where Troy Terry was becoming more of a facilitator and trying to make Leo Carlson feel comfortable. I also pointed out that most of Leo Carlson's goals have been assisted, especially primary assists, by Troy Terry. And most, and you know, go on the other way, likewise, most of Troy Terry's assists have come on Leo Carlson goals. So those two having some chemistry already is nothing but a good thing. Tremendously a good thing. Right now, he's on a line with Mason McTavish, and that was just pure magic. The last game at Buffalo, it was Terry with McTavish and Vetrano. And while I like that line a lot, I still would like to see him have a chance to continue to develop chemistry with Leo Carlson. Maybe not this season, but maybe for the future, depending on what happens with Frank Vetrano this season or next season on some sort of trade deadline. There is still the rumor about Frank Vetrano possibly being linked to the New York Rangers. You know, those those rumors carry more weight than those stupid Trevor Zegers rumors, which I will not get into in this episode because they're just too stupid to talk about. But the rumors surrounding Adam Henrique and Frank Vetrano, those are a little bit more real. And if Frank Vetrano is gone, then perhaps you would like to see Troy Terry on a line with McTavish and Leo Carlson because by the last month of the season it will really feel like a throw crap at the wall and see what sticks kind of month and if you want to continue to have Troy Terry develop chemistry with Leo Carlson then you know why the hell not why not try something completely out of left field and something different and see if it works or not. But this is just me really liking that chemistry early on in the season. The detriment to that was that Leo Carlson was shooting a lot less and being significantly less aggressive trying to score goals. Lately, Troy Terry has been more aggressive. He's looking to create more shot opportunities for himself. He is looking to put pucks on net. He is looking to make some more playmaking moves, but for himself. And he is making the entire team as good as they can be. So not McTavish. I mean, I love McTavish. I think he could be a future alternate captain. Not Zegras. I don't think Zegras should. I mean, no offense to Trevor Zegras. He's a fantastically talented player. But given the amount of penalties that Zegers has taken over the past year and a half. I don't know if it'd be wise to make Zegers the captain. So out of all the other options, I'm okay with Troy Terry being the future captain. So yeah, just kind of want to bring that up for my money, for my money personally. I think Troy Terry has been probably the best player on the Ducks, but it's very close. It is very very close, folks. All right, I'm going to step aside for a quick intermission and talk a little bit about the last game that took place in Buffalo. We will get to that on the other side. Now a quick word from Game Time. That is right. The Game Time app is better than ever, and you can get your last-minute tickets at low, low prices, including tickets to the next Ducks home game, which is against the Columbus Blue Jackets, 
and you can get some pretty inexpensive tickets. You know, you can find some $30, some quality $30 seats, and you could even find lower level tickets for about 50 bucks. It's not bad, right? And this is the Ducks' first home game back. So why not check out the Game Time app? Because you can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Just one tap, two tap. That is it. And you can see the view from your seat before you buy them. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N for twenty bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So first, I just want to mention that the Troy Terry being captain and being the best player, I mean, that's my opinion. I sincerely hope that there's at least a few fans that also think that highly of Troy Terry. I know most Ducks fans want to see someone else as the captain or think someone else is the best player on the team, and I get that. But that's just my opinion, and I hope through this and through previous podcasts that I maybe convinced you that maybe there's a little bit more to Troy Terry being the future captain. I mean, we'll see about that. All right, let's talk about the game against the Buffalo Sabres. That game took place on Monday. I wasn't home Monday, nor was I home Sunday or Saturday or Friday, or even Thursday. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit of hockey going on. But I actually took the time out Monday night, once I got home, to see what the heck everybody was talking about. And most of what they talked about was Troy Terry. But also what they talked about was John Gibson. John Gibson was spectacular. in Well, not spectacular, but he was very good on this game. We've seen spectacular John Gibson and we've seen very good John Gibson. This was very good John Gibson. Despite the fact the Ducks were outshot a whopping 37 to 14. 37 to 14. And they somehow won 4 to 3. Would it be too out of bounds for me to say that the Ducks didn't deserve to win this game because I sure didn't think they deserved to win this game? I thought they played awful for about 40 to 45 minutes of this game. I, I truly did. Buffalo out shooting Anaheim 15 to 4 in the first period. It was lucky that the Ducks were tied 1 to 1 going into the first intermission. And we had a nice goal from Adam Henrique on that one as well in the first period. Second period, that's where the Ducks really came alive. And that's where the four check was completely on a different level. The Frank Vetrano goal, the first Ducks goal in the period to tie the game at two. That is a prime example of aggressive forechecking. And this is where I got to give credit to Troy Terry here because he worked hard behind Ukopeka Lukanen, I believe who was on net, to try to jostle the puck away and gain control, which he eventually did. Once Terry got control, 
then he kind of jammed the puck loose a little bit and did just enough to get the puck out of just behind the net and right over to Mason McTavish. And McTavish had a filthy kind of backwards, no kind of no-look pass to Frank Vetrano, who was right in that high danger slot area. Boom! Right in there to make it 2-2. Two to two. And then Frankie did it again. Also from Troy Terry and Mason McTavish. Those guys were at it once again in kind of a broken play. And then the game-winning goal. Oh man, that, that game-winning goal was just sick. It was absolutely effing nasty. He had a nice pass from Mason McTavish right over to Troy Terry, who just kind of just wristed it in. Oh boy, that was that was a beautiful goal. And all of those goals, all three in the second period, was because of Troy Terry's hard work and his awareness. All of those. That's the kind of play that I love to see. All of that in the second period. Now, Zach Benson did score, and Tate Thompson did score on the power play. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to say it, the Ducks allowing a power play goal again. Yeah, it, it, it was bad. But, hey, you know what? The Ducks did just enough in the third period. And I also want to talk about this for a hot minute. Um, the Ducks kind of went back to a habit that I do not like. They have been in the habit several times under the Eakins regime of getting a lead and just kind of hanging on and just playing very defensive hockey. Like they're playing to hold a one goal lead. No, you do not play to hold a one goal lead. You need to keep your foot on the gas and try to extend that one goal lead to two goals, three goals. Barely holding a lead. That's how you lose games. Need I remind you, Ducks fans, of that blown lead in regulation, that blown game against the Minnesota Wild a couple a few years back? Need I remind actually, you know, I'm not gonna go there because I'm just gonna get myself mad. And this is this is a happy occasion. The Ducks won at Buffalo. It was a good win. Four to three. And those little things, that that amazing forecheck. Those are the kind of habits that you want to build going forward if you're the Anaheim Ducks. And that concluded that uneven road trip. And just to talk about the road trip in general, um, are are we going to do this? Yeah, we're going to do this, I'm afraid. Because the four games was just, you know, to quote a famous pop song, you're hot and you're cold, you're yes and you're no. Yeah. That's what that road trip felt like. They got shut out by Les Canadiens, 5-zip, in a forgettable game. That was probably one of their worst games of the season. I didn't go back and watch the entire game because most of you Ducks fans told me not to. Y'all told me, don't watch it. I even tweeted it. Like, there's is there any reason? No. You all said, no, do not actually watch this game. Thursday... I watched the first period and a half from the Bowels of Akashura Arena because, you know, it was before a game. So I saw a little bit of that Ducks game, and I was pretty thrilled with it. Did I let out a slight cheer when McTavish scored that goal 
as it's raining again, by the way. Yeah, I let out a little bit like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'll admit it. I know you're not supposed to cheer in a professional hockey setting, but I let out a little, yeah, when Max scored that goal in Ottawa. That was nice. And the Ducks did win that one 5-1. to one. That was pretty sweet. Then the last game they played. Did I watch the entirety of that game? Absolutely not. Did I watch enough of the game to get angry? Um, you bet your ass I did. The Ducks got walloped against the Maple Leafs 9-2. Just absolutely destroyed. I mean, it was, it was the Austin Matthews show. He got a hat trick. He was just everywhere on the ice. Ducks got outshot, outplayed, outmaneuvered, out out everything, to be honest. Yeah, the Maple Leafs just had their way on this game. Austin Matthews had five points. Ridiculous. Just absolutely ridiculous. And the goaltending was... it, It wasn't good. It was just one of those bad games. Forgettable. And then at least they ended on a on a high note. So the Ducks do go 2-2 two and two on the road trip. They break even before coming home to face the Columbus Blue Jackets. All right, we're going to head to the second intermission right now as the rain is really coming down. So we're, I'm going to talk a little bit more about other stuff going on across the league. Stay locked in. Now a brief word from FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite basketball players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please, folks, Gamble responsibly. Welcome back to episode number 829 and a very rainy episode of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez and it is really coming down right now. So we're actually going to wrap up very quickly. For some reason, video is freezing right now. So you're only getting the audio for this one, but I want to briefly talk about the standings update right now because there are 27 games left in the season, and for all intents and purposes, this is the Tankathon update. The Anaheim Ducks right now are squarely in the third worst position with 42 points. By far the worst two teams in the league are the Chicago Blackhawks with 33 points, And the San Jose Sharks with 35 points with 27 games left. Um, Honestly, I don't even know if the Sharks can win five more games total this season. Same with the Chicago Blackhawks, who are inventing new ways to lose games, it seems. Even with Connor Bedard back in the lineup, the Chicago Blackhawks somehow find a way to lose games every single time. So I don't think the Blackhawks nor the Sharks are going to catch the Ducks, which is not good for the tank because more than likely the Ducks are going to have the third best odds 
of landing that number one pick. And they want a top three pick. Because in this particular draft, there is a bit of a fall off after the third pick and the fourth pick. It's a pretty big drop off. It is. I don't know if you can hear this. It is really coming down hard right now. So, yeah, well, I'm just going to wrap this up quickly. Um, after that, it's the Columbus Blue Jackets at 44 points, which makes Wednesday night's game that much more important. Because, you see, the Ducks want to maintain that position for the draft. If they beat the Columbus Blue Jackets in regulation Wednesday night, that could put that in jeopardy. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, realistically, it's very unlikely that the Ducks are going to get a playoff spot. There's 27 games left. They can pick up 54 more points. So the most they can get right now is 96 points, which is still great, but they're not going to win 27 games in a row. The Ducks need to focus on, well, really what they got to focus on in the next two weeks is the trade deadline. When are they going to make a move? Are they going to make a move? All signs point to yes. They're likely going to trade Adam Henrique at the deadline. The Rangers are the team he's most linked with. The Ducks are not just going to let him walk for nothing. It's his final year of the contract. So the Ducks would be wise to get something of value back for Adam Henrique. So there you go. All right, we're going to wrap up right now. But once again, thank you all for listening and thanks for watching. And apologies that there hasn't really been any episodes out. There's been a ton of hockey I've been working between the Junior Rain and the Firebirds. But we'll be back for the rest of the week. Tomorrow, we'll be back with a regular episode. Thursday will be Goals Thursday. And then Friday, we will wrap up the week and that'll be it. So once again, thank you all for your continued support. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, ad-free on Amazon. We are also on YouTube. You can follow me on X at StimpyJD. The show's X account is at LO underscore Ducks. And you could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please remember to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together.